Hello and welcome to the Conspiracy Theory Test. I'm Karen. And I'm Ivan. And we're sitting side by side. Yeah, it's surreal. It's surreal. <laughs> After over a year, this is the second time ever we've sat face to face. Second out of 34 episodes. That's not a good percentage. <laughs> we're the first one, so for 34. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're two for 34. Yeah. Definitely not the last. Yeah, it's great to see in 3D, Ivan. It's very different. You're less square and small than yeah. I remember. You call me fat. I'm calling you 2D. Oh. Hey. So welcome and uh, yeah, thanks for being here everybody and tuning in yet again and for those of you who listened last week uh, to help us celebrate our one year anniversary, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much and also keep a listen out and keep your bingo cards at the ready for your chance to come on and convince us of a theory. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really excited about the competition and uh, yeah, can't wait to, to see who wins. Hopefully, yeah, it's going to be someone deadly, no matter who it is. Yeah, you're all deadly, that's why. If you listen to us, you're deadly. Only deadly people listen to this. That's the rule. That's it, only the best, coolest people. And for our polls last week, Karen, Mm -hmm. I did win 100% of people, but 67 to 33% believed you're very controversial 9-11. 9-11. That's about splitter most of the time. So that's good going. That was good going. I'll take it. I'll take it. Like very few people are coming in to listen to the Dream of 81 with any preconceived notions. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, and I get it. Archetypal man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. A man be won again for a change. I'm so glad. <laughs> White men needed a win in 2021, didn't they? Lovely. Great. Glad I could help with that. Yeah, so uh, that's that's pretty much it for housekeeping, isn't it? That's everything. We're still just basking in each other's presence, really. We really are. Yeah, absolutely. You look great. Ah, you look real. Oh, you look real as well. <laughs> real great. nice. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So is it me that's gone first, is it? I'm kicking us off. Okay, yeah. Perfect. And because um, I haven't got a science to this, you're just going to have to not look at my notes or right. pretend okay. you can't see them. I'm looking down. <laughs> for the purpose of the podcast, I'm actually looking at my computer right now. Yeah, you're very sporting of this. I am. I'd be looking at them and I'd be jumping ahead going, that point's debunked, that point's debunked. <laughs> no, I don't, it's like, I don't want to find out what I'm getting for Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah. what you're getting for your little conspiracy Christmas is a classic this week. Ooh. Can't believe we haven't covered it. Okay. The fake moon landing. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, I was toying with, with doing this for a while. For some reason, I kind of was convinced that if there was ever a week we were going to do the same one, it might be today. Yeah, it might be fake me alone. It's not, though. Oh, good. You beat me to the punch. <laughs> well, there's so much to us, and I've covered a fraction of the okay. lovely little moon rock. So my sources this week are History.com, New York Times, uh, Those Conspiracy Guys podcast, The Rolling Stone, and Express.co.uk. Nice. Nice smorgasbord of sources yeah because there's so much it's not like other ones where you're like just trawling reddit dying to see something there's something every source has something on this nice so we'll start off with what's actually recorded as happening okay so it's the summer of 69 there's a terrible ryan adams song on the way did you get your first real six string string? played it till my fingers bled oh you and the guys at school (laughs) did you try (laughs) have a band is it? Try real hard. Bought us at the five and dime. dime. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy quit and then Johnny got married. Should have known we'd never make it far. Is it Brian or Ryan? Brian. 
And then what's who's Ryan Adams then? <laughs> His brother? I have no <laughs> idea. No idea who that is. <laughs> is that a person? Did Might I be a really us? crappy um, impersonator. Yeah, impersonator. <laughs> Ryan Adams. <laughs> the American version. He's Canadian, right? Yeah. But I digress. He was like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it was a time of heightened divisiveness in America if you can imagine such a thing never really no. so out of character yeah it's, it has come back in fashion like bell bottoms it's almost as if it never left it's, yeah, well that's true that's true mm, almost as if it never left so you had the Vietnam War on the one side mm. loads of people mad for that mad for a bit of war loving, yeah. <laughs> loving, <laughs> loving war. a little bit of arminess those Americans <laughs> mad for an L war so they are and you had the anti-war movement on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just a little sprinkling on top of civil rights movements, gay Somewhat. liberation. But this was at the start of that decade. It was Kennedy that said in like 61 or 62, he was like, by the time this decade ends, we're going to put a man on the moon. You've got us. You've got us. He kicked it off and they were, God, they were flying towards that deadline. Absolutely. <laughs> <Wait>. Literally. They <laughs> <laughs> so had to pull the equivalent of like, College all nighter. Yeah, just for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> like sixty nine now. Promised them a moon landing. Get up there now. Yeah, we should probably send some fellas to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Your name's Buzz. You sound like the right person to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> but on July twentieth mm-hmm. of that very same year, a record breaking six hundred million people around the world came together. Gave each other a little virtual hug, like we've all been doing. Yeah. And watched the same thing happen the world over. They watched Neil Armstrong take his first steps on the moon and talk about leaps for mankind, that kind of thing. Etc. 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 Whatever the line was. One one giant small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It's a good Armstrong impression. Thank you. I'd do mine, but mine's Louie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think time will allow. I don't, I don't need to be cancelled. Okay, yeah, fair. So fair. <laughs> I'll, let's all just trust that it's exquisite. <laughs> but you've got the context down, right? Mm. That the reason, because you kind of wonder to yourself, why was it so important for them to get onto the moon? Yeah, I, like, I, I, was it just something to do with the Soviets? They just didn't want the Soviets getting there ahead of them or something? Yeah, so that's the huge thing. Those conspiracy guys have a really good theory around us mm. that, like, so they're in the middle of the arms race as well as the space race. Yeah. And they need so much investment in the arms race that they need this big buy-in from the whole population. Right. But it's hard to get that around an arms race because whether you win or lose... You're not great. <laughs> Particularly after, like, the, as you said, like, the Vietnam War and stuff, you know, yeah. and, like, that was a whole mess in and of itself because, like, Lyndon B. Johnson kind of inherited that. Yeah. Made a bit of a balls of it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that they were, they were all coming home, you know, when they started withdrawing soldiers and stuff. So it's almost as if, like, the whole world needed a bit of a boost. They needed this big morale mm. thing, yeah, which is, you can get from space. It captures your imagination. Absolutely. It's exploration. It's non-violent. But it is still an arms race of sorts. Yeah. Because if you have better space technology, you've got better surveillance. Mm-hmm. And who, who knows what else you've got. Yeah. Which is where our minds are obviously going straight away. Completely. Hashtag Pluto missiles. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
that why he's not a planet anymore? <laughs> covered in missiles. <laughs> More of a minefield now. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> a literal minefield. A literal cluster F. Mm-hmm. So because of all these events and all the divisiveness that we're talking about before, that's why it becomes such a big priority. And they were, and just, as you said, coming to the end of the decade where they promised a little bit of a win and it still hadn't happened, they're like, better rush this name. And also Kennedy getting shot in the middle of that. Not good, yeah, yeah. It was Not really... Not ideal. It was, <laughs> it was kind of the 2020 of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Kennedy saw this now, he'd be like, bitch, please. Yeah. In my decade. <laughs> yeah. Was it two years of a global pandemic? Yeah, please. Did you get shot? Did you die? <laughs> Did you start a war? Him and Martin Luther King. Was that the same decade? It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was all. Jesus, swinging 60s indeed. <laughs> swinging all over the place. Yeah, there's one or two people having a good time in a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> like there, and there's some people that just don't remember the 60s at all. They're the ones that really won. Yeah, truly. <laughs> the acid hippies. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> and thanks for being part of that experiment as we know mm-hmm. so what really happened on July 20th Karen because I'm going to tell you not the moon landing no just a brilliant movie <laughs> no I mean I've heard of this but like yeah do you have any pre-ideas about it do you believe us do you not believe us no I'm choosing to believe that we that they went to the moon okay because I have your heard, truth. like, yes, my truth. I'm owning my truth. Because <laughs> I have heard whispers, like, you know, whispers, but I've heard, like, that, like, you know, it comes down through, like, folklore nearly now, or, or like, the myth of it being shot in a studio or whatever. Like, you'll probably tell me in greater detail, but I have heard that it was pretty well faked. But, I mean, have you seen CGI in the 60s? Not as good. Not as good. Yeah, 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 I get that. And, and it, But it does move down. It's kind of like a conspiracy staple. Okay. And I, sh- I should mention at this point, actually, that this is a long ago recommendation by Paddy. So thanks very much, Paddy. Oh, Paddy. Finally got to us. So the theory goes, right, we were floating along, delighted with the moon landing. That's fine. Mm. But then seven years later, a former U.S. Navy officer... Bill Casing wrote and published We Never Went to the Moon America's $30 billion swindle So a bit of credibility for Bill that he had a bachelor's degree in English and despite having no knowledge that's not what gives him his credibility (laughs) We're someone who has one herself I think that's minus points for Bill So what you're telling me is that Bill can spin a yarn he has a bachelor's in English, so he knows how to tell a good story. <laughs> I should have said my next sentence first. That with that experience, he got into, was hired as a senior technical writer by Rocket Dean, who built the F1 engines used in the Saturn V rocket. That's amazing. But I told you that I warned you last week about your little caveats. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did say, tell me the most important bits first. My syntax is a little bit all over the place. Well, you don't have a BA in English. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> Move over, uh, casing. Yeah. But that gives him a bit of credibility and he was working for, the, he was on the inside. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so he would have access to insider info, I guess. Yeah, and he claims, right, that the chances of a successful crude landing on the moon is 0.0017%. So like me winning the low. 
like me getting a bus on time. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dublin bus's fault. That's not you. <laughs> so this is what kicked the off all the debates because he was saying it would have been much easier to fake the moon landing than to actually do it. Choose your words carefully, Bill. <laughs> but like, did they not do test runs and stuff before? Didn't they send like a dog or something? And a monkey. Yeah. And a lot of these went really badly. Oh, okay. So a lot of the thing is that like, actually the Soviets were winning the space race at this point for all intents and purposes. Wasn't, isn't that the, I don't know whether, again, this is a fallacy, but I often hear like, read the meme or heard the joke that like, didn't the Americans, when they couldn't get a pen... They couldn't get the pen to work in space, so they like spent millions devising this particular space pen. And what did the Soviets do? They sent a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, knowing everything work. we know about America now, you know, makes sense. Yeah, they were going bigger picture. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit too big. <laughs> And the the Russians were the ones that were able to send the animals in. Yeah, okay, okay. A lot of dead pets on the uh, NASA's bill there. Okay. They said they weren't doing well. Right, fair enough. And to give you an idea of how big this got right, Hmm. the year that that book came out, 28% of Americans believed that that it was faked. Okay, I would say that's probably higher now. Probably, but... To show how, give that context, right? Mm. In 2019, now in fairness, that was before COVID. Right. 5% of Americans believed that vaccines caused autism. Which isn't true, but it looks like if you went on any social media, you'd believe it was much bigger. Yeah. Fake moon landing. Okay, yeah, okay. So, huge at the time. Quarter, more than one in four people you'd meet would believe that the moon landing was fake. Yeah, and, in, uh, and America is so wide and vast and big. Like, yeah. Yeah, huge. Jesus, okay. So, the most popular idea, right, is that Kubrick directed us. Have you heard this one? Did we, like, mention this? We mentioned Kubrick before, obviously, when we did our Halloween episode last year. I think that's when it came up, because we covered a few theories around us. And yeah. And I think it edged on to us, because okay. it, it was all becoming, feeling a bit more... You know, oh, when I was looking at it now, I was getting a bit um, familiar. I was like, oh yeah, we said that to yeah. Irish Spirits podcast. Yeah, we did. So the theory is that Kubrick declined at first, but those pesky little NASA boys threatened to out his brother as a communist. <gasps> was he a communist? I don't know, but it's a big... I think they could just throw it around at the time, couldn't they? Yeah. they just, I'll just tell the government your uncle's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. I'm just thinking of your man from that 70s show, The Dad. Yeah, how you like, you commie. Those commies. Mm. <laughs> That's the big one, that, and you would be speaking German if it wasn't for us. I feel like Americans only said those two phrases in the 60s. I feel like some of them say it now. They probably do. That was a line in an episode of Friends as well. Remember when Ross and yeah. Emily get married and the, the, the dad is trying to, the, Emily's dad is trying to stick Ross's dad for the bill. He's yeah. like, listen here, you little would-be speaking German if it wasn't for us. Yeah. Whatever the rest of that line is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's their big thing. Without having really any knowledge of their own history, they still know that much. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, it's grim. <laughs> so grim. So there's a few reasons that this is believed, right? Hmm. Oh, yeah, so he was obviously convinced by that because that would have been bye-bye brother. So he spent, like, the next 18 months shooting the footage on a on a loss. I'm not sure where the loss was. I believe it was in the desert. Could have been on the moon. Could be. 
But after the pencil thing, that seems like something that would happen. Like, we'll fake this. Where will we do this? We'll, well go onto we'll the go moon. To the, we want a really authentic looking fake. <laughs> so we went to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be like Simpsons and they'll be like, the moon doesn't look like the moon on camera. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're theory is believed because the backdrop in 2001 Space Odyssey is really similar to the actual footage on the moon. The, that film came out the year beforehand. Oh, it's like uh, how that, that building that they're in in France and the journey theme song is also in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, exactly. They just reused the oh, just re- stuff. It's just the Scooby-Doo, like they're running by the hallway. <laughs> It's the same hallway. The hallway's moving there now. Something like that. And that'll come up later again. Just oh, okay. reused backdrops. Backdrops of the moon are expensive in 1969. Okay. So they just kept using the same stuff. And also that NASA actually had mock-up sets, which were replicas of the moon, supposedly for training purposes. How do we know if they were replicas if they never went there in the first place? Oh, <laughs> That's a theory within a theory. You gotta get <laughs> a pretty early to catch me out for that. How, how do you know it's a replica then? Just what they imagined. Because then they could oh, just like, say, oh yeah, maybe replica was a bad word. It was a damn it outsmarted. By somebody <laughs> with a BA in English. Here we go. Finally put it to use. Why don't you build some rockets there with those credentials? It's <laughs> been a good yarn. Yeah. And space opera. Space opera. Like CTT the musical. Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but now that you're telling me that the moon landing is not real, I'm like, well, how is it a replica if they never went? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I like it. Being fairly cold. Maybe replica is the wrong word. Imagining. I'm going to call it an imagining okay. of the moon. Yeah. Because okay. you, you can imagine what it's like up there. Well, no, no, I don't know what it looks like. No. Because it might not be real at all. Yeah. <laughs> I have been there. You know? <laughs> so there's a whole spin off theory of this. Okay. That Kubrick tried to apologise for and send subliminal messages about this moon landing in... 2001, the Space Odyssey? Well, that came first. Oh, sorry. Okay. So there's two theories about that as well. Okay. One is that that was like a practice run. Okay. The other is that Nassau saw how good... I keep calling it Nassau like it's the street at the bottom of Robinson Street. It's Nassau. Nassau. <laughs> you can't get your, your thesis bound there. <laughs> Maybe you could, I, I don't do know. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody did some stage. Reads of Nassau Street. <laughs> Thank you, Reads. <laughs> now I'm going to keep calling the Reads of Nassau Street. <laughs> so one thing, yeah, and the other theory is that they saw that and were so impressed that they thought he could pull this off. Okay. I've never seen it, though. Have you seen it? I was tempted to watch it. I actually haven't seen it, no. That's one to throw on the list. Yeah. We should do a watch-along, a podcast watch-along. We should, actually. That'd be great. Be a bit of crack. A good idea. So that, but the whole theory, it goes around The Shining, which you released in 1980. Yes. There's loads of bits around that, like the little line of trucks. That... We did touch on this. I remember this. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's loads of, and the more things you look at are hidden in there, like his Apollo 11 jumper. That's the big one that jumps out. But mm. another one is this. Even though Stanley Kubrick's an absolute perfectionist, he changed room 217 from the book to 237 in the film. Mm. That could be because the moon is 237 million miles from the Earth. Maybe. 
little hidden things. And also Jack Torrance at the very end has a big screaming monologue about the responsibility that's been placed on him and that he signed a contract to maintain the hotel and that he's responsible for holding its secrets. Ah, what bigger secret than the moon? Is Jack him? Is the moon the Is life hotel? Is art? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I think he will. I, and it seems like a real Kubrick move, doesn't it? It totally my confession. does. Yeah, absolutely. So we go into a bit of the evidence. Okay. So a lot of the focus tends to be on the photographic evidence. Mm-hmm. And mainly it's the presence of crosshairs in the photos. Okay. I won't focus too much on this because I don't really know what crosshairs are. Yeah, Karen. no idea. I was just <laughs> saying, mm-hmm, no clue. No clue. <laughs> but I believe they're an alteration on the photo, right? And they appear in photos that are cropped, rotated and photoshopped. photoshopped. And again, would this be more plausible to happen in the 60s when you wouldn't have technological Photoshop? Yeah, when would they would have just been probably pasting it on and then Literally photocopying paste, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they Makes looked sense. like they were doctored. Also, the quality of the photographs taken on the moon is implausibly high. And when you think about the fact that like, the first rock is contained less advanced technology than a modern scientific calculator right so how would they bring up such a high-tech camera it wasn't a nikon was it <laughs> probably a kodak it was a disposable camera it was a... oh hang on no wait you blinked yeah. <laughs> you know they're winding up there oh no running you have to get through all the Bit of a glare there like, they're the trying to tenere first oh stop <laughs> Or like that, like, you know, you have to take the random ones at the end. You're like, oh, I'm just going to use up this roll of film. Yeah, yeah, just your hand and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or the original selfies, you're like, oh, on the back, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not developing a roll you hadn't seen in a while for fear of what it actually is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's also, there's shadows where there doesn't appear to be any light source. There's photos that were supposedly taken miles apart that have identical backgrounds. Right. So that's, again, the same backdrop being used. I didn't say it was a high-budget thing there. Just... Well, clearly. <laughs> Real Scooby-Doo stuff there. Oh, I'm on the other side of the moon now. <laughs> it's just flipped. Yeah. <laughs> just like mirror image. And, of course, that there was no stars seen in any of the photos. Yeah, but, like, are they not, like, above the stars or something? I'm sure there's, I don't know. No, was there one layer of stars? I should have learned more now. Oh, am I right in saying, though, like more people have gone to the moon since then? Yeah, and I believe that. I don't believe every single one has been faked. But have they, like, are there stars in the other people's photos? Now, there's a good follow-up question. We'll get that. We'll find that out, and I will come back to you. Just have a little googly. Have a googly See if there is. And I'll give a few more facts while you're doing that. Yeah. The famous one is that the the flag that they plant in the moon surface is waving despite there being no I've heard that was the that was the one that people always say like when they when they start talking about this. And it's the ones that will get you like there's no wind up there. Yeah. Another one is that there should have been more than two a two second delay in communication between Earth and the moon because of the distance. But there was only a 0.5 second delay. Hmm. You wouldn't even get that on a good Zoom call, to be honest. You'd be lucky if you got that on a Zoom call, (laughs) as we all know, I'm sure, by this stage. (laughs) And the last photographic evidence, right? We saw the shot of Neil Armstrong taking his first ever steps, bouncing down onto that 
dusty, moony ground. Right. But who took those shots? If he was the first man on the moon. Buzz? Well, he was the second man on the moon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It's like one of those weird riddles that you're asking me now. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, his mother's father was his brother. But <laughs> yeah, there's no stars in any of these photos I'm looking at. Then they're all fixes. <laughs> I'm going to have to change my stance Fix. drastically. They're all very quickly. Oh, fix. <laughs> Especially because we're coming back to the stars in a few minutes. Oh, okay. Well, then, you can fill me in then. <laughs> so. It's the photographic evidence is one thing, right? Yeah. But then there's the strange behaviour of the people involved. Buzz, Neil and... Nobody even remembers the third guy. I know. Do you know what his name was? Michael Collins. No way! <laughs> That's the only reason I remember it. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel ashamed now for not knowing that. <laughs> the only one he didn't get out, I don't think. That's weird. I know. Wait, did he take the photos down from the ship? But they were, they're of him getting out of the ship. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like I'm fighting in some battle now. <laughs> Especially when I keep turning around and changing my stance just to match the stars. Yeah, I mean, you told me this was going to be <laughs> mad and it is mad. So, you know, you're following through on that end. <laughs> so aside from there, they have strange behavior that they'll, we'll get back to. All right. But also the appointed administrator of NASA was a man called James Webb. And after a lifetime of dedication to space exploration. Mm-hmm. He quit. To get a BA in English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just need to be more qualified for this job. <laughs> hey, don't knock it. Oh, it's a great degree. Just I don't know if you're going to NASA. <laughs> Maybe NASA. <laughs> Definitely NASA. Maybe not NASA. <laughs> sorry, he quit anyway. He quit in October 1968. Just mm. before right. the Apollo 11 mission. Is this like, a, I don't want my hands all over this thing? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's a weird thing, I presume. Why would, yeah, why would you quit so close to potentially doing something, like being part of the greatest historical event ever? Exactly, mm. exactly. And that was his thing, like obviously he was working yeah. towards. I think he saw more than he wanted to and bowed out. Okay. There's also a little bit, I didn't get too much into it, but there was a four-year period where 10 of the people involved died. That is a theory in and of itself. Definitely bumped off, car crashes and all the rest. Was it like, was it, were some of the deaths suspicious? Yeah, <gasps> there were Ooh. car crashes, that kind of thing. And that's so easy to cover up. I think they were hitting Are you speaking from experience there? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so easy, like. I you could do, do a little bump on, the, on your way. I totally do that. <laughs> and yes, you're, you're right, listeners, the van is yet to pass a driving test. But she will. <laughs> This is why. She will. <laughs> I'm just trying to get points. I'm hitting. Uh, you're getting the wrong type of points there. <laughs> I, I finish my test and I go, I know, I missed the old lady at the end. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. And I'll be even I'll more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from those, right, there's a really weird press conference just the week after okay. the moon landing. Mm. This journalist asks Neil Armstrong about the stars that he saw yeah. when he was getting out of the thing. And he looks kind of shifty. I'm going to put up the video of us. I think, yeah, that'd be good to see. 
he looks weird. He kind of glances over Buzz. He glances over Michael. They all kind of avert eye contact. And then he just kind of mumbles. I don't really recall what stars I saw. And then Michael Collins chimes in. And he says, I don't remember seeing any stars. There's two weird things about this, right? Okay. The journalist who asked the question was really passionate about stars. Right. for his thing. He had a book called something like To the Stars. No, that was the name of the Academy last week. The name of this <laughs> escapes me completely. But he had loads of articles about stars. Right. So why didn't he press them further? That would be like us getting to finally meet to some mad conspiracy theorist and when they said oh I don't really have anything to say about that we wouldn't stop there so do you think that journalist was like a plant I think he was shut down right okay but the plant thing yeah who do you think planted them like somebody from like NASA or something so like you know like oh we know that they, they're they going to want to ask <gasps> cut you them off I mean? the source cut them off at the source here's a star expert asking them about stars and they're saying oh we didn't really see any and then he, does he like kind of take that on board and say, all right, okay. He just says nothing else. Mm. No more questions. So that's yeah. my little thing. Then. Maybe he was a plant by NASA and it's like, well, look, an expert is asking, asking them and has seemed to have accepted their answer. Best, yeah. That I totally go. See, I've been coming into this thinking, oh, there might have been someone like a security mm. sitting beside him, pokes him on the side. So yeah, that's yeah. enough out of that question because there's no way of his own volition. Yeah, he was saying, "Oh, that's fine. A perfectly plausible, the least satisfying answer you could possibly get." Yeah, maybe it was a he was a plant. I like the plants one. I'm gonna flip flop and come over to you there. Fat a victory before your yours even starts. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, no, mine is too mental to even. I know I'm already. I've already lost on my one this week. I've gone off the deep end with this, and you'll see why when I get to the end of it. <laughs> I feel good about that because I lost last week, so I don't mind not believing you this week. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> But the second weird thing about this rice is, mm. so we come back, Buzz Aldrin, or sorry, not Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong yeah. mutters some really unsatisfying answer. Michael Collins jumps in to reiterate, well, Neil Armstrong saying, I don't remember what stars I saw. Michael Collins jumps in and says, no, we didn't see any stars. But years later, in a, mem- uh, not a memorial, what's it called? A memoir. Yeah. He writes a great length about the stars he saw from the spacecraft. Oh, was that even him writing that? That's a good question. I was thinking he had time to construct a story. Both, yeah, probably both. Like, you know, sometimes they do get like... Oh, ghostwriter. Ghostwriters. Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They kind of filled it in, a bit of poetic license. Yeah. Kind of saying, oh, there might have been nice stars there. I think that people reacted so poorly mm. and so many conspiracies revolve kind of around the idea yeah. that oh it's the fact there was no stars he's like but then are you gonna be like a week after he doesn't remember and then years later he writes a book and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah i've time to remember now yeah it's not gonna come back to you no <laughs> and obviously and it's like some well unless you're Celine Dion it's all coming back to me what a song that is a great song oh, such a good song I'm not even a big fan of hers. No, I'm a big fan of that song, though. That's it. <laughs> and the podcasts I was listening to about this, right, like those conspiracy guys and that kind of thing, were saying, you definitely take a moment. You're in space. You're going you to look up at the stars. Of course. Yeah, of course. Like, you're never, potentially, like, never going to get that close to them again. Like. Yeah. You have to look at how they shine for you and all the things you do. It's a way worse song, and by the way. They were all yellow. <laughs> that should have been his answer. <laughs> 
time traveled and said, they're all yellow. They're all, they're all yellow. <laughs> Written that song, gone back in the anyway. Well, no, we're, we digress yet again. <laughs> yeah. So I've got, um, yeah, very strange with that. The next bit is that a lot of high profile people believe in the theory. Okay, such as? Well, for one thing, Casing was on the inside and he believed this. Obviously. And then there's 28% of the American population in the 1960s. That's yeah, pretty big. Pretty big. But aside from that, Whoopi Goldberg and Marion Cotier. Right, okay, well then, Whoopi <laughs> believes it. I believe it. They've gone on record and they question it because of the flag waving and the question of who shot Neil Armstrong's first steps. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love Whoopi Goldberg. Sister Act is my favourite film. Gospel. She speaks, excuse the pun, she speaks gospel. She does. <laughs> now, nah, if Whoopi says it, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And going on records there, they're saying it's in interviews. They're not just being overheard. I don't know how the interviews are kind of going this direction. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes they just bring them up out of the blue. Stuff like that. Like, mm. I do love that, well, fair enough, Whoopi Goldberg is uh, is a comedian. National and, treasure. Yeah, and she kind of says what's on her mind and she says it funnily and all that. But I don't know how Marion Cotier came to me. Just so out of the blue for yeah. her to say this. Yeah, but you know. But strong in her convictions as the French are. Uh, <laughs> as well we know. <laughs> so I'm for the final bit of evidence that I'm going for. Okay. I'm going the same direction that I seem to go with most of my theories. Oh, no. Which is, is it that unbelievable that it could have been faked? Now that you've said it and presented the evidence like that, no, it's not that <laughs> unbelievable. It's not that unbelievable. Yeah, for, so for one thing... The Soviet Union actually covered up their efforts to travel to the moon. Oh, really? Yeah, they were keeping them on the down low okay. because they were in the middle of the race. And then when America obviously won, yeah. they full on cover up. It wasn't unveiled for years. Okay. So there are cover ups happening during the space race. I remember we, told, we talked about this around this time, Lyndon B. Johnson faking that document to get the yeah. ball rolling. So we know... That Americans can fake stuff. It was, and especially at that time, we're just coming out of the MK Ultra experiment as well, which was, I think, was much crazier. Yeah, oh, that thing was bizarre. And that was full on true. Yeah. So not that strange. Again, yeah, not that strange at all. You're right. So that's kind of all I've got for this theory. Van, I'm buying into it. Are you? I am. Full on convert. Full on. Full on convert. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. perfect. Damn. Great oh. job. That was great. That was so good. Oh, cheers. I like that one now. Deep dive. I'm delighted. I know. Deep dive. Got your converted name. Yeah, now completely. Back. Moon. Moon landings. Moon landing <laughs> is what I say. My mind's a little like off kilter. But I think you're going to like it. We'll have a, a wee discussion in and around it. So my sources this week come from a few different places. So we got uh, the nyapost.com. And this the article was by Eric Spitznagel. We got theculturetrip.com by Elizabeth Nicholas, which was in 2017. We got Michelle Banber, sorry, Brandover, 2021's article on thedailydot.com and thestrangeoutdoors.com. Now, Van, I have a question for you. Why do so many people go missing in national parks in America? I already love this theory, but I've no idea why. And seemingly <laughs> vanish out of thin air. Is it aliens? Oh! 
<laughs> no. I'm just going to say no, no. Not even a thing. Not even a possibility of a thing. Right? So, I actually took inspiration from this on TikTok, like I always do. So, uh, a, a girl, I can't remember her name or her ha- her handle, but she asked the question, like, why aren't we talking about, you know, why this is a thing? Like, why aren't we talking about that? Like, hundreds of people go missing every year. And I will come back to one, but there is a guy called at the Aiden Mattis, and he goes into detail about it. Okay. And he has kind of three reasons behind it, which I'll get to eventually. All right. But just to start us off, basically, um, there, there's there's just the numbers disappearing is a big question. And some commentators like David Polides, is, he's an author of Missing 411 and Bigfoot Wild Men and Giant Books. Love him already. Already. He's your <laughs> kind of guy. He And I think he's a former detective as well. So he's going to be our main man for this one. So he has done extensive research and stuff. So he actually believes that there are at least 1,600 suspicious disappearances. Whoa. Does he have a time frame for that? Decades, I'd say. Decades, I'd say. I think pretty much since the park system or the yeah the National Park Service kind of came into... That's a huge number. It's a huge number. A huge like One is a tragedy. Yeah. So he basically... Ex- he has speculated in the past that the National Park Service in the US is concealing data on how and where people disappear and how many have actually been found. I love a cover-up. And found. And found because it would cause a disaster and deter visitors. Found dead, then I presume. Some, some have been found alive. And it's just been covered. This is intriguing. Isn't it? It's getting better and better. Isn't it getting better and better? So according to NAMIS, that's the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System in the US, more than 600,000 persons go missing in the United States every year. More than 600,000 overall? Everywhere. But like 1,600 could be in the parks. Wow. Whoa. Or the wilderness itself. That is a huge number. Yeah, I would be calling probably for parks to be shut down. So That's... anywhere between 89 and 92% of those missing are recovered every year, either alive or deceased. That's a higher number than I thought it would be. But then, like, but then again, you go back to that 1,600, just gone. Just gone. 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 I can see, I already believe that it's a cover up. Right? Ah, neither the US Park or Forest Services keep track of, of they have no, like... Well, database of the missing people. Do you know why? Why? Because they talked for Laura. They're just being us. <laughs> They're just being, yeah, like they don't have an assistant. That's what they need. So again, Polides claims, as I said, that there are around 1,600 people missing in the wild. So the likes of like Yosemite Park, like Christ. Grand Canyon, those kind of areas. like. So like in January 2019, for example, a three-year-old boy named Ke- Casey Hathaway disappeared near his great-grandmother's home in rural North Carolina. Three days later, he was found alive. Oh, wow. Entangled in briars a quarter of a mile where he went missing. And a quote from the article, how does a child travel 4,000 feet in elevation in his bare feet in two days? Oh, my God. That's more cardio than I'd say <laughs> I've done in my life. So Barbara, <laughs> the, the grandmother, is convinced. She's 100% certain. 100% certain that Casey and other children are picked up by Bigfoot. I love it. I was really hoping this is, and I love the mental image of Bigfoot maybe not understanding at the time how annoying a toddler is going to be. Yeah. No, no, she's your problem now, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not worth it's it. brambles you go. Not <laughs> worth it. So he noticed that, so Politis himself, again, noticed that many of the cases of missing persons, there were search and rec- rescue dogs brought in to investigate the disappearance who either could not 
or would not get on with their job. I love the would not idea. They're just like, this is too scary, is this? Yeah. As I said, he so like he has there's just loads of like instances of it where like, you know, like people have just gone missing, like completely without a trace. You know? That is incredible. Oh my god. I, the Casey one, but that was the child's name, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, the my my good friend Aiden Mattis. His theory is kind of threefold. Okay, right? I'm settling in for a multi. A little bit of a multi kind of a theory there, right? So, essentially, he believes that, well, like, it's uh, cave systems, Native (laughs) American folklore, okay, and Teddy Roosevelt. All walk into a bar. (laughs) And the barman says. So, apparently, Teddy Roosevelt was a big believer in Bigfoot. That, how has this not come up? That's amazing. Uh, he would have been an ideal guest on this yeah. podcast of ours. <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> otherwise. So he actually believed, and apparently according to like Native American folklore in these areas, they had obviously had caves or whatever. And in these caves lived some kind of Native American monsters. Okay. Right. So... Basically, and he also bought into the idea that perhaps these Native American kind of folklore monsters were actually inhabiting the caves. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't. He didn't want to piss them off, right? But he didn't want to section off a lot of federal land and say, "Stay away from them." Because if you think about how big Yosemite is and how big the Grand Canyon is, right? Yeah, yeah. They've kind of already given inverse commas back the reserves anyway so so what does Teddy Roosevelt do he creates the National Park Service keeping his enemies closer exactly (laughs) so Aiden Mattis goes on to say in this like one minute TikTok video that he was like he basically created the park service to kind of monitor and then anyone who gets taken and not brought back is just collateral damage or a sacrifice actively a sacrifice or a sacrifice a big L sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did we cover something around the cave system around Mount Rushmore? I don't know. Because there is. So these cave systems, are are they part of the theory or is it something we know actually exists? Excuse my. The, I, the cave systems absolutely exist. I don't know if Alan is in those caves. Right. And we're looking at the kind of th- caves where, like, they go swimming in 127 hours and that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of an idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We 100% don't know what's down there. That is 100%. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay. Mentlers, yeah. So, again, like, like the National Park Service, when these people go missing, they just leave it to local law enforcement. That bit, I know I made a joke, but blows my mind that they're not keeping a record of that. I like forgetting who went missing in your house. And again, because of the lack of like a database, they can't actually keep track of any anything that's consistent or anything that's the same in these disappearances. So they can't pick on anything that's common among them. That is what what do you think that's just it's not our jurisdiction to be keeping an eye on this kind of thing? I I I just don't think they want to. That is insane. That if that was a good enough excuse now, I would be a happy woman. Like, so yeah, and this is taken from Quora.com as well, that, that people have, like, somebody has asked this question, like, uh, what, like, why, and it's clusters of people as well, it's not just individuals, it's clusters of people that got missing. Oh, like parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, yo, yo, Seventy National Park then has the largest number of missing persons, and um, the National Park Service, as I said, leaves it to local law enforcement, 
No federal database, difficult to track. Some cases of the missing can and are explained by tragic accidents, obviously, mm. of exploring the outdoors or animal attacks, falling off mountains or exposure to outdoor elements. But the greater number of missing persons of that percentage is unidentifiable. That is, and obviously as well, a lot of them are kind of experienced. Like you get it if someone's not experienced and they go wandering in for a big hike, but some of these, there's no reason for them to go missing. Yeah, absolutely. And then again, when he began, so when Paulides began in digging for information, he actually saw 28 clusters of disappearances around all over the, the United States. And the number one cluster being the, the Yosemite National Park. Most of who have disappeared are children ages between 20 months to 12 years and the elderly ages 74 to 85 oh now does this feed back into well this either feeds into native american spirits wanting a certain demographic perhaps or they are much easier groups to be picked up by big force not one person carrying a firearm and only one person carrying a transponder device has disappeared well, then, what's a transponder? I have no idea. Okay. He's a, transpo- a transponder. Is that Chandler Bing's job? I don't it's, know. Yeah, one person carrying a Chandler Bing. <laughs> I, I typically, apparently, when as, when a search is initiated in these parks, it's initiated for about 10 days and then it just dropped after 10 days. That is incredible. That so. is... Fu- Jesus. And, but, and also go back to the 20 months. 50% of the children who go missing are found out. And the oh. ones who are found are found miles away from where they disappeared in areas seemingly impossible for them to reach on their own. And they can't give, they must be too young to give a proper account of what's happened, maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, and again, if a kid has been out caught in briars for two days and exposed and he's up 4,000 feet elevated, are you going to believe what he's telling you initially? That's true. I wonder if that kid, I'd love to see that kid now. Yeah. And again, they're usually um, children found alive won't talk about their experience or say they don't remember what happened to them. Now, that might be that they have like trauma. That could be trauma, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they're usually found running a low-grade fever and appear traumatised. In all cases, the parents say that the child was right behind them when they disappeared. Usually the children are wearing bright colour for clothing and even when they're found miles away without the shoes they were wearing, their feet are not scratched or bruised. That is haunting. Isn't it? That is insane. We are coming into spooky season. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, this one's quite scary actually. Yeah. You know? I wonder if the that one kind of brings me back to the glitch in the matrix though. Okay. The whole bring it them being right behind you. Like maybe in another universe that child's lost and then they get transfixed into that universe. But I actually have another another theory that I came up with all by myself. Make my day and say it's aliens. <laughs> no, this might be the hottest of hot takes that I've ever done. Somewhat controversial. Two words of man. Yogi Bear. <laughs> yes, I do. But, but they're not picnic baskets. And I quote, <laughs> I will quote you now, the ranger from Yogi's universe. Hey, you know what would be great? If you didn't think, if you could just be a regular bear, you know, sit in the woods minding his own business. But nope, you're different. You're smart. And you have to spend your days being selfish and destructive while everybody else pays the price. Ranger Smith. He's smarter than the average bear. And having an old existential crisis all the time. Well, he wasn't at this (laughs) stage in their life. So, uh, yeah, so let's just recap on that. 
1,600 people missing in the wild. Insane. Right? The National Park Service leave it up to local law enforcement. They don't want, and the National Forest Service, they don't want to know about it. No data, database to put for the National Park Service for the missing people in the parks. Insane. No way of figuring out what's common or disturbing about these things. Majority of them that go missing are kids. Those who are found alive are found miles away from where they went missing, not a scratch on their feet or bruises, seemingly can't remember, don't want to talk about it. I'm going with the Native American spirits. I'm oh. still on them. And are you going to, would you also believe that? It's Yogi Bear. In no. Conjunction. Well, <laughs> that'd be great. But Teddy Roosevelt. Oh yeah, Teddy Roosevelt knew. Oh. I'm going a step further and saying that it's a sacrifice. Yeah, I be- yeah I believe like of course like I just find the idea of him setting up the National Park Service to cover this up like Leslie Nope would go ballistic, <laughs> <Yeah>. apoplectic because <laughs> there was no way he was just giving them back to Native Americans. It was too much land. Yeah, it was. That's that's the thing. He wasn't going to give them back that land. Of course he wasn't. Of course no. he wasn't. We know that they still haven't gotten that back. And but, it's their land. But would be insane to build on it and develop. Like, yeah. too catastrophic. So the odd sacrifice is perfect for him. Isn't it just a bit mental, though? All those facts are insane. The fact that kids as young as 20 months are going missing. And then a three-year-old t- turning up three days later. And miles away. Miles away. 4,000 feet elevated. I think this is why... The fact that none of the kids will talk about it. Now, again, that could be trauma. Yeah. Definitely could be. Could be. But... If it's Bigfoot, they're more likely to remember that versus something supernatural. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you 100% of the way. Oh, I thought I might have lost you there with Yogi Bear. <laughs> no, I was able to come back. That's fine. <laughs> we brought it back in. So that's it. Yeah. Let us know what you think about our theories this week. Both a bit off the wall. Yeah. Eccentric, much like ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, interesting. And there's loads of ways you can get in touch with us. Avan, let them know. You can email us. Like in the old-fashioned way, at theconspiracytheorytest at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at conspiracytheorytest. You can follow us at theconspiracytest on Twitter. Or you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast. Wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, (laughs) I'm front out of them. The Anchor FM. And any ones that you can't hear us on, let us know and we'll get on to them. And uh, I hope you had your bingo cards at the ready. There may have been a few nuggets in there. I feel like a lot of them got a good bit filled there. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> Karen, it's been whopper to record in person for only the second time ever. I know, it's been great and long may you continue now. Yeah, post-pandemic, happy world. Happy world. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> in the New York minute, everything can change. <laughs> Thanks so much, folks. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys.